Tales from the Gemini World is not a podcast. It is a therapy session that I sit in twice a week, invent my stresses, and elaborate on my oftentimes irrational anxieties. Most episodes will just be me, talking into the microphone, to whoever may be listening. Sometimes I will be joined by the only person who continues to stand beside me and love me, my best friend and wife of four years. I am 23 years old. I have suffered from severe OCD for seven years, and I, like many right now, am not well mentally. Atop a depression that has lingered over me for the better part of two years, I now struggle with constant fears of the looming end. And that's okay. Most 20-somethings have never experienced what is happening in the world right now, and it is all very uncertain. It is fine to be a complete fucking mess. Maybe we can connect that way through tales. We're all looking for something good to hold on to. Tales from the Gemini World is not a podcast. It is a love letter to everyone like me right now. Perhaps we can find comfort somewhere in each other. Hello. My name is Levi, and you are listening to the first episode of Tales from the Gemini World. What is the Gemini world? The Gemini world is the world that I live in. I'm a Gemini, May 21st, 1997. Freshly 23. Um, and I'm all fucked up right now. I'm fucky. That's the term that uh, my wife and I use. Fucky. 2020 has been quite an interesting year so far. And... It makes no difference what I have to say, what I don't have to say. Like, I'm not changing the world here with what I talk about. But, um, I don't know. I I think that's just not what the show is supposed to be. The show is supposed to be me talking into the microphone. That uh, speech I gave when I opened the show, uh, I wrote that and I posted that on the Instagrams. There's an Instagram, Tales from the Gemini World, you can follow if you want to, although it's not going to be very active. Um, I'm way more active on my main Instagram, which is Anama Levi. Um, like Anama and then Levi, L-E-V-I. Anomaly, except instead of a Y, there's an E-V-I. A little confusing, but kind of a cute name if, you know, I'm trying to pretend I'm 15 years old on Xbox, Anama Levi. So I made that post, uh, uh, and uh, I, cause, and I'm sorry for stumbling and murmuring too. This is, you know, the first episode cut me some slack, but also, isn't it better if it's like raw and just kind of fucked up and it is what it is and like that's that's what it is. That's what you get. I don't know. I'm rambling. Welcome to the Tales from the Gemini World. I'm your host Levi. I've said it for the fifth time now. Today, I want to talk about therapy, kind of, like, so, obviously there are thousands upon thousands of different types of therapies, which is awesome, there's so much, you know, if you have an obsession with street lamps, there's probably a therapist who can help you on that, and that's a really good tool that uh, a lot of people have uh, available to them. That they they can do that. They can just, you know, they can get treated. They can get help. They can, you know, work on themselves and whatnot. I have 
in the course of my lifetime, sat in six or seven different therapy offices and environments. I have gone through seven different therapists. Pretty sure we had a psychiatrist in there. Never had a psychotherapist or a psychopsychiatrist. Psychopsychiatrist. I don't think that's real, but it sounds crazy. I also apologize for my essentially always flowing air conditioning. Um, that's what that loud, horrible transformer sex noise is above me. I can't record anywhere private because I live in a 4x4 four four box and uh, I don't have any space to move around and I certainly don't have a studio set up right now to record. But you will have to forgive me and forgive my asshole air conditioning for constantly interrupting me. Anyway, therapies, so many types of therapies. Therapy didn't work for me. Sometimes it doesn't work for people. Sometimes it's really effective and it can like completely change someone's life. Other times it cannot. Other times it's just a waste of time. And that's the ugly truth in the matter. I will not argue about it. I'm just kidding. Discussion is fun. But those are my opinions. I personally, I don't believe in, um, in therapy for, for my case and my situation just because of all that I've gone through since uh, 2013. Uh, that's when my OCD came. And my OCD is actually um, cause and effect of an illness I, I attained. Uh, an illness I, I attained uh, in 2013, late 2013, uh, known as pandas. Spelled like pandas, so it's super cute, you know, that it completely ruins lives. And miraculously... Uh, Pandas does not really attach itself onto 16-year-olds, which is how old I was. Usually it's uh, really young kids, you know, like anywhere between four and like eight years old. So maybe it's changed now. Maybe there's more research now. But back then, um, that was really fucking rare. Uh, Back then, actually, a lot of doctors didn't even acknowledge it. Um... I had to go to the emergency room one night uh, while I was sick, and they took vials and vials of my blood, and they couldn't find anything. Like, they couldn't read anything in my blood, like, because pandas was so new at the time. Like, they did not know what to look for, how to classify it, categorize it. And that night, actually, I was in, like, so much pain, and... They literally just gave me a steroid because they are just like, this is all we can do. Like, we literally don't know what to do. So whatever's happening, your body has to fight it off on itself. And they gave me a steroid, and that was the highest I've ever been in my life. Uh, That was fun. I wish we didn't have to do all the hospital shit beforehand, but, you know, at least there's some kind of payoff there. Uh, Sorry, my throat is so dry because of the air conditioning. And I should probably hold water in here. That's good to know. Every time I record, I should definitely have water next to me. See, we're learning things together. So I, uh, after the physical symptoms uh, of pandas, which uh, typically they hide, pandas hides itself through uh, strep. Um, I'm sorry, this male guy in front of my house just started Tokyo drifting around. I kind of got confused and frightened. I live in this small townhouse neighborhood, and... Um, 
the streets are just really fucking small. And some asshole started parking in front of our house, so the mail person had to, like, do a 365-point turn, drift, no scope, to get past a, the Honda Accord parked outside my house. Um, anyway, once my physical symptoms were gone, I was like, wow, well, thank God that's gone, strep sucks, and maybe life can go back to normal now. And then a couple weeks after that, um, one day, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I couldn't open my door to my bedroom. I could not open it. I could not get out. I was effectively trapped in my room. And every time I reached for the door, my arm just wouldn't move. Like, my arm would not reach towards the door or the doorknob. Uh, like I said, effectively locking me in my own room. I did not understand why this was happening. I did not. Never in my life had I experienced anything like this before. Um, and I eventually solved that problem by sticking a sock over the doorknob. And for some reason in my brain that clicked that now I won't be making direct physical contact with the doorknob and now there's like a thick cloth over the doorknob so I'll never touch the doorknob and now this cloth knob is specifically and only me and my germs and my touch and um, yeah that was the beginning of the fun that was seven years ago. Um, why could I not open my door anymore? Why did I put a sock over my doorknob like I was having sex on a cruise ship? Well, that's because pandas, what it does is it attacks. Well, it convinces your own body, your own blood cells, white blood cells, uh, to attack itself. Like, it invades and, it, and your body knows that something is wrong, something should not be there, and... It just fights, so it attacks your own body, it attacks your own cells. Um, for me, it attacked my, my brain in a really detrimental way. Um, and I developed OCD, uh, OCD that I had never had before. Uh, at 16 years old in 2013, and all of a sudden I had OCD, I couldn't touch. Uh, so the way m mine was, is... Because I'm trying to tell this, like, kind of in chronological order. Um, back then, it was a real slow start, but it was, like, really volatile. Because right now, like, I know how to handle situations. I know I can predict, like, oh, well, that environment is not going to work with my OCD or my anxiety. Like, because it's just not going to work. Like, it's not going to be compatible. Um, so, back then, though, I, I didn't know that. Uh, so I, I would constantly be putting myself into situations that, like, would result in panic attacks, um, which were also new to me, panic attacks. Um, panic. My panic attacks are... So I have two... There's a difference between my panic attacks and my anxiety attacks. Because there is a difference between anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Um, for me, I like to consider panic attacks lighter, more manageable while anxiety attacks are like, Jesus Christ, lock the door, get the gun. Like, it's going to be bad. Um, panic attacks, for me, can last anywhere from 15 minutes to, you know, hours. Uh, if, you know, I can't clean something, or I can't clean myself, or I can't feel clean. Um, so that's bad business. And um, that was pretty fun when we were homeless last year, and because I was never clean. 
Um, but that's a story for another day. That's right. There's homeless stories. Um, so, sorry for dropping the ball here. My anxiety and OCD was step-by-step uh, step every day back then, in 2013 and 2014. Um, it was 2014 now, I think, because I got sick in December. Uh, December 22nd, 2013 is the day I had symptoms. Um, and then it wasn't really until March of 2014 that, like, I started feeling them, uh, which sucked. Like, you had kind of, like, a two-month period where it's, all right, I'm going to be okay. This shit was just annoying, and, you know, now it's 2014. It's a new year. It's awesome. Um, not awesome. Turns out, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a miraculous thing, and I'm sure there's so much more research now on it, but, like, I don't know. I, 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 when it comes to, like, researching what they know about pandas now, it's kind of, like, moot for me because, like, it already happened to me. And I'm not, like, one of those people who are just like, well, even if there's a hope of chance, don't you want to... No, I mean, we know we, there's, like, proven... There's documents and other doctors who, like, did acknowledge pandas. Because now it's, like, widespread acknowledged because apparently it's just happening to more kids. Which fucking sucks, dude. I mean, it's crazy that these illnesses and like they they just show up like they just they just like they're not man made. They just boop and they exist. So that's like really fucked up. And I hate the. I really try not to think about like kids who have it now. Um, but the thing that is good fortuitous about that actually is that. Uh, if you're really, really young, like four or five or six, you get pandas, you can work your way out of that, you know? Um, I mean, you're six years old, and it's, like, it's really shitty to put a kid in, like, therapy and shit like that, but take it from me, um, that is the right move. Like, if you're that young and, you know, you have this opportunity to hinder this thing from growing inside your child's body you know, um, that's, that's a leap worth taking a hundred percent, but I was 16 years old, like, it wasn't supposed to happen, like, at all, like, it's a very rare case, in fact, I was patient zero at, um, the hospital in my, like, nearest me, the, the big hospital, and I say patient zero, it's not contagious, like, that shit is what's fucking really funny, because it, I, I can actually, like, trace the, the strep, the, that, transferred the pandas i can trace that strep back i know exactly who gave me that strep um you know all those years ago seven years ago and um she didn't have she didn't get no pandas she got she, nothing she didn't even ha she didn't even know she was carrying strep um so that was something and i'm sorry i'm just completely collapsing right now first episode blues what are you gonna do um it feel I'm definitely comfortable having this story told though. Like, finally, it exists somewhere like permanent and like, you know, I don't have to tiptoe around it. Like, I mean, the this the biggest thing I wanted to do with this show is like be honest. Like, I just really wanted to be honest. I feel like I've been lying to myself. I've been lying to my friends, and I've been lying to a lot of people. I'm gonna put that on silent because I'm blowing up on um, Twitter right now. Blowing up on Twitter. Um, put that on silent. I apologize.
yeah, I'm definitely confident in telling the story now and like the show Tales from the Gemini World's honesty. Like I have to be honest. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point? Like I'm making this because I'm 23, like I'm fucked up. I'm I have suicidal ideation. I have depression. I have anxiety. I have OCD, you know, all the works. And like I'm 23 and now there's like an apocalypse happening outside and everything is so fucked up and like there's no fucking comfort in the world anymore and there's no like well maybe it'll be all right like it's just like every fucking day it's like all right well, what's happening today like what's worse today like who got killed today or who got sick today or how many numbers are up today like right now in life it is just fucking balls to the wall insane it's like we're living in a black mirror episode it's fucking crazy um and i i had to make this show because i know there's other there's just other people right now. Like, there's other people in this age range, you know, 1995 to 2000, specifically. I mean, the show's open to all doors, but 1995 to 2000. Now, I just read a pretty funny tweet that said, um, kids born between 1995 and 2000 aren't Generation Z nor Millennials. We only know pain. And I, I got a big kick out of that because I agree with that. I don't know. I feel like the, the, the people born between 1995 and 2000, there's something there. Like, there's something about that five-year period. Um, but, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so my OCD, let's, let's just try to wrap up that story. I ramble all the time. I definitely go down tangents of stories, too. But it's all here on... on I don't know, I almost called this on paper, but it's not. On the air? It's all on the air now. It's on the, it's on the level. Um, which is good. I like it. Like, I'm finally able to talk about this. Like, I've been sitting for months and months and months and months and months. Pretty much ever since we um, got a home again. Like, ever since we became not homeless anymore. God, there's, like, no way to fucking say that any... Man, um, there's no fucking way to say that anymore. Anyway, anyway. Oh, I'm all fucking collapsy. I'm all fucky right now, guys. I'm sorry. Guys and gals. Okay, chill. I'm, like, nervous, dude. Like, I'm recording this live, for Christ's sake. I'm not live. But I like the... I, I do like the inadequacies, and I do like the rawness of it. You know, like... I'm just a fucking guy. Like, I'm just a fuck-up, dude. Like, I'm just... I'm just talking to you. Like, I just want this to be, like... I'm talking and... Like, we're in... Like, maybe a group therapy. This is just, like, a group therapy show. That's what this is. Um, yeah. Drop off, drop off. Silence, silence. Right? Um, the whole show's not gonna be like this either. Because uh, eventually I do want to bring other people in... Um, to ask them, interview them, ask them about their mental illness, you know, what what their daily processes is like. I also want to talk with people about, you know, how they're handling the pandemic, how they're handling life right now as we know it. Um, you know, people around my age, uh, you know, the 23 to, I mean, 1995 to 2000 uh, specifically, but... You know, we're not ageist here. We're not ageist. We, uh, we, you know, I'll talk with anyone, honestly. But that's just, that's like a long-term goal, and I'm definitely rambling hardcore. 
um, let's just finish the 2014 story, shall we? Um, when I started getting all fucky. So I, I got locked in my room. Um, that was the first big one. Uh, and then it was like really slow things. Things that I didn't really notice were happening. Because um, you just never know really what's happening. You don't notice yourself doing something differently because you don't know that your brain is now firing differently. That synapses aren't working correctly anymore and that now something is imbalanced and something is off. There's like a weird distortion to life now. You don't know that you're doing it, you know, when it's happening. So I didn't really know until um, one day I, I got, I mean, I, I went to school and this was post the being locked. Like all of a sudden, like in school, I never touched doorknobs. Like, so say like, like I had to get in on a group of people who were going through the door. Like I could not touch the door. I could not open the school door um, because at that time it was just doorknobs were the big villain. Like that was that was one solid thing that I could grab onto and no pun intended, I can't grab onto it. But that was like the the concept of not touching doorknobs was like the only thing that I not like I could tell was like, okay, why am I not touching doorknobs anymore? Well now every time I looked at a doorknob the back of my neck burned. The thought of touching one made my skin burn. It made me excessively hot. It made me start panicking. My eyes would start twitching because I'm just like, what's on the doorknob? I mean, these doors are constantly being opened and closed by people, students, kids. Kids are pretty fucking dirty. Like, I mean, I was in high school. I was in middle school. Like, we're fucking, we were dirty. Like, we were nasty, dumb boys. And, you know, and the, some kids just don't think. They cough into their hand. And, you know, they think that they've done God's work by coughing into their hand. I've saved the day. And then they open a door or they grab a cereal box at the store with that cough hand. And shit, you know, it transfers like that. It passes like that. All of a sudden, that's what I was thinking about. All of a sudden, that's all I was thinking about. This desk that I'm sitting in, how many people have sat in here? What if the guy in the last class, like, was really sick? What if he had strep? I don't want strep again because that was awful and I couldn't touch doorknobs afterwards. What could happen if I got it again? You know, this was before Pandas was even, like, titled. It had no name. Um... And one day at school, uh, you know, every day at school it was getting harder and harder. I'm sure my friends could see it happening. I became way more distant. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time. I feel so fucked up because, I mean, imagine being just some young girl and watching this happen, like, to someone that you really care about and love and, like, you can't, it's just the helplessness of it. Um, it was bad. It was a bad time. 2014. I oftentimes considered the worst year of my life, but then 2020 happened. Um, yeah. So I was sitting at school, I was sitting at the desk, freaking out at the desk, freaking out at the doorknobs, and this girl behind me uh, starts coughing. And skin starts burning, my skin's burning. I'm like profusely sweating. There's like nothing I can do. I can't like be like, all right, well, I'm gonna leave this class because I'll get in trouble. Uh, I can't ask to go to the bathroom because I'd have to touch the door and I can't touch the door. So this is bad. She's coughing right behind me, literally the desk right behind me. And like, I'm trying to keep it together. I'm trying to keep it together. And this is true. I mean, I, I'm, I have no way to like, 
I don't want to say dispute, I feel like that's the wrong word, but I have no way to defend what I'm about to say, but um, just believe me when I tell you I have nothing to lie about, and like, this is like a true, honest, like, I'm recording, like, I'm doing this show, like, also for me, like, so like, my story is somewhere, you know, in case anything ever happens. Um, like, my story is here, my, my tribulations, my troubles, like, how I solved problems in this weird situation. Um, but, again, rambling. Coughing, 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 she's coughing, she's coughing, she's coughing. Um, silence starts, like, just encumbering me. Like, I keep, I just, like, all of a sudden, like, I was staring at... The, the projector in the classroom because my teacher was playing, it was psychology class and my teacher was playing Robin Hood, the cartoon for some reason, with, you know, the fox and shit. Um, and I was just trying to focus on that. All of a sudden, the volume on the TV, like, disappeared. Um, all of a sudden, like, my teacher, who was, like, comment commenting, like, every now and then, like, I could stare at his mouth, watch it move, but I could not hear his voice coming out. My skin was just getting hotter and hotter. Um, and the girl behind me just kept coughing and kept coughing. Um, and finally she she coughed and I felt something on the back of my neck. Um, meaning she coughed and some spit came out of her neck. Or came out of her neck. Some spit came out of her mouth. She coughed it right on the back of my neck. Um, time stopped. Uh, I have not had another moment like this in my entire life. Everything completely stopped. No one was moving around me. The projector was frozen still. I was paused in time. This really happened. Like, I, I, I cannot fucking... I mean, look, listen to my air conditioning. It's coming to confirm it. Reinforce it. This was horrifying. I mean, this was the most fucked up thing I'd ever experienced. And I, I, like, I was like... I couldn't move my body. Like, I was trapped in time. I could move my eyes. I could feel my skin just melting, like, burning. And then all of a sudden, just the loudest slam you can imagine. Time just catches up with me. I jerk out of my chair in the middle of class, bro. And, like, I literally bolt for the door. And it's like, it's like barely cracked. I use my foot. I bolt for the door. I open the door. I sprint out. These were in trailers outside the school. Because, you know, schools should have trailers to teach in. Um, I sprinted out into the parking lot. Because the, the trailers were just right out in, like, the parking lot in the front of the school. I just burst out in there, and I collapse in the street. Like, I'm literally collapsed in the fucking street of this school. This high school. And... Who fucking knows what the classroom, what they must have said, what they must have, like, reacted. Because, like, I bolted. And the next thing I know, my girlfriend, who was also in that class, um, at the time, she came out. Like, shit, I could not imagine what the fuck she asked the teacher. But she got out. She came out. She came and she put her arms around me. And she was just like, what, what, what? Like, what's up? What's up? It's okay. It's okay. And, like, I couldn't talk all of a sudden. Like, I couldn't talk. Um, I couldn't, like, control my arms. And I was just melting. I felt like I was on fire. Like, I was, I was in so much fucking pain. I could not talk. I could not open my mouth. Um, this lady drives in. She spots um, my girl and I. And, I mean, I'm, like, 
crying, my face is red, my whole body is red. I can't move. I'm in a really weird kind of like frozen position on the ground here, like in a really unnatural way. Um, and this lady must have gone into school and told some administrators because all of a sudden like six people were coming outside trying to like get me and shit. And they're like, what's up, what's up? Let's get you into the office. Let's get you into the office. And they called my mom and like, I remember I just wanted my girlfriend there. Like, I just wanted my girlfriend next to me. Like, she just comforted me. Like, I just wanted her next to me. Like, I, I don't know. I just wanted her next to me. Um, and they didn't, they made her go back to class. They were like, all right, you have to go back. And I was like, please let her stay. Please let her stay. And they're like, we cannot do that. And I was like, this isn't fucking work. This isn't a fucking jail sentence, dude. She's not missing anything. She's watching fucking Robin Hood. Like, I need her in here with me. And they're like, no, 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 she's got to go. And they sent her away. They called my mom. My mom came and picked me up. Um, my mom, God, I could not fucking imagine, bro. Um, and this was like literally not three weeks after my mom and I had spent like, uh, like an abnormally large amount of time together because my grandfather had um, suffered a heart attack. And so just two weeks before this uh, anxiety attack, I can, you know, officially call it an anxiety attack. You know, I didn't say that earlier, but um, this was my first anxiety attack. Um, and I'll explain the differences between panic attack and anxiety attack here in a, in a minute. But my mom and I had just spent so much time together, like, at a hospital, like, just sleeping in these awful chairs next to each other because her and I, like... We were, like, the only two who were just like, all right, well, we're going to stay at the hospital. Like, we're not going to go home and stay at Grandma's house. Like, we're going to stay in the hospital with, with Granddad in case he needs us. Like, or, or in case, you know, God forbid, like, we're the last two people who get to see him. Um, so Mom and I stayed. We slept in the hospital, horrible chairs. So, like, her and I's bond and our relationship was definitely way tighter than traditionally. Um, and... She came, she picked me up, uh, they took, she took me, she got me in the car, we're like literally driving away, and she, I mean, who knows what the fuck's going through her head, you know, Pandas is so, it was so new, like nothing existed like it before, um, I mean, obviously OCD has existed forever, but it's like, you never think it's gonna happen to you, you know, like you see these movies, like The Aviator, or, you know, shows like Monk, you see people with OCD, and you're always just like, man, I, I could not imagine what that would be like. And, you know, it would never happen to me, but, you know, so it's like, it was just, it's such a fucked up timeline. And I remember she looked at me and she was like, I mean, what can I do, what can I do? And I remember, like, I couldn't move, like, I could, but I was able to talk now. Like, it was definitely easing, but, like, it wasn't easing because, like, I needed to go home and, like, fucking shower hard. Like, some fucking bitch coughed on me, dude. Like, I need to go home and shower. And that girl isn't a bitch. But, um, cover your fucking mouth when you cough. I mean, what's going on here? I mean, that was, we were all fucking 16, 17 years old. I mean, what the fuck? We don't know to cover our mouths when we cough? Anyway, um, seven, pent-up seven-year-old fucking passive aggression. Um... Sorry, drop off, silent, silent, silent. My mom's like, what can I do? What can I do? Can I do anything? Without even looking, dude, like, I just, I was able to speak, and I just said, I can't come back. 
I just can't, I can't come back. I said that like three times. I can't come back here. I can't come back here. And my mom, dude, she is fucking, she, she was, she, she was just there, dude. Like, she was like, fine. She was like, fuck it. She knew, she knew that like some shit was going on. Some shit needed to be focused on. I didn't need to be watching no fucking Robin Hood in class. Like, this was some serious shit. Life, life as I knew it was over. And I think maybe she had a hint. She kind of had an idea that that was about to happen. I also think that she thought that maybe I could get treated and that I could be cured, quote-unquote. And I definitely hate that because my whole family, I think, I know. I mean, when this shit started, they all thought it was just going to be a, a thing, like a phase. And then all of a sudden... No, Levi is, like, a whole other person now. Like, shit's really whacked out now. Um, and that, you know, that's hard. The next episode's called Family, so I'm not going to talk about family too much here. I already have. Um, I didn't even expect to tell you the 2014 story. Well, one of them. 2014's a whole year. This is just the coming to terms and realizing that this is my life. I have OCD now story. So I guess that's what episode one is. Um, I got home, I showered, obviously. I never went back to high school. I am a high school dropout. That's the story. That's, that's the, that's like OCD, pandas. It led to me becoming a high school dropout. Like, it was just simply not viable for me to put myself in that environment because, um, panic attacks, like I said earlier, are really manageable. My anxiety attacks are not. So here is the difference. My panic attacks. I can stay cognitive. I can stay aware that shit is bad. I need to fix said shit. And I need to do it quick. The longer I wait, the worse it will get. And it can build up and turn into an anxiety attack. Panic attacks can be... Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. Um... Panic attacks can be triggered by a pressure for me. For me, say like um, like I have to make a decision in like seconds. Um, that can create a panic attack. I do not do good with time pressure anymore. Um, I can have a panic attack over um, environment shit. Like uh, if I'm not comfortable in an environment that can create a panic attack if i stay in that panic attack or stay in that environment long enough it will transition into an anxiety attack but the absolute biggest fucking difference between panic attack and anxiety attacks um panic attacks end with me crying sobbing holding my wife um anxiety attacks end in seizures um and I, I count the anxiety attacks because they're fucked. I mean, they're otherworldly, honestly. I've had five anxiety attacks since 2013. Um, I've had four seizures. Uh, seizures, for me, I just couldn't move my body. Um, I couldn't move my arms. I can't move my arms. My, my body kind of like locks into place. And then... All of a sudden, I can't breathe anymore, and I have passed out from not being able to breathe because my I cannot 
like, I can't, <gasps> I can't take in air because, like, my chest has constricted, my arms are locked in. I'm seizing. I mean, anxiety attacks are not fucking good. Um, I've had five of them. Like, I, I, I count them. They're so nightmarish. And I didn't even know you could have seizures from anxiety. Like, I did not even know that was a thing. I thought seizures were, like, exclusive to, like, epilepsy and other horrible fucking diseases. I did not know that you can have a seizure from fucking anxiety. Um, and we... Every time I have an anxiety attack, a big part of me goes away. Like, we... I mean, it's, like, impossible to deny, you know, my wife and I both have... Because she's been there, actually, for all four seizures, which is, like, really horrible. Like, it's horrible for that to be on someone. Um, like, she's literally sat on top of me, pinning me down, holding my arms, like, away from my chest because I had no control, and I couldn't speak. Like, the only, when an anxiety attack happens, I only have control on my eyes. I can't talk, I can't breathe, I can't move my arms, I can't move my legs. Whatever my body does, my body's doing. Like, I have no control. Um, and like, you know, there have been times where she had my arms pinned and she was sitting on top of me, just waiting it out. Because that's all you can do. Like, once an anxiety attack happens, like, you have to just wait it out. It's some horrible, fucked up shit. But that's, like, the ugly business of it, man. Like, you're not going to smoke a bowl or fucking have a drink and, all right, I'm calm now. Like, that's panic attack shit. Anxiety attack shit is, holy shit, like, I hope I'm still the same person when I wake up tomorrow. It's horrible. And, you know, I'm grateful that only she has air conditioning. Welcome back for the seventh time. Um, I'm grateful that only... She has seen the seizures and the anxiety attacks, but I also hate that she has seen the anxiety attacks and the seizures because it's really fucked up. Um, that's really fucked up. I just don't think that people should have to watch someone they love go through that. Um, it really fucking sucks. It really fucking sucks. It really fucking sucks. So that's the biggest difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks for me. Anxiety attacks are... End game, no coming back, a piece of me will be left behind, and I have no control over it. Panic attacks are, shit is so fucked up right now, but I can shower, I can fix this, I can fix this. An anxiety attack, if it gets to an anxiety attack, there's no fixing. There is only living with the damage now. Um, so once I was out of school... My mom and I talked about, like, seeing someone, so I went and started seeing someone. And uh, this therapist and doctor combo that we went to, they didn't believe in pandas. They did not believe it existed. They thought we were just making that shit up, um, which was really fucking funny. And they misprescribed me. They put me on prescriptions that zombified me. Um, I don't believe in prescription medication. I just do not believe in prescription medication. I do not believe in prescription medication. I have known way too many people, and I have myself been medicated at young ages 
and it fucks development, it fucks whoever is taking the pills, it fucks, fucks, fucks them up. Like, there is nothing good that comes out of zombifying yourself. And that's just my opinion. I know some people take prescriptions every day and it stops them from fucking eating people or it stops them from wanting to kill themselves. And God bless, honestly, like truthfully, genuinely, I'm glad that prescription medication works for them. It just, I don't believe in it. Like, I don't believe in it. Uh, like, that's just that. Like, I don't believe children should be on um, such heavy chemical medication, um, unnatural medication, that it can affect their development, it can affect the way they think, it can affect the way they see life. Because all of a sudden, I'm 16 years old, zombified, and, like, I want to kill myself. Like, I, I'm 16 years old, and I want to fucking kill myself because of some prescription pills. Like, they made me feel like nothing. Like nothing. I didn't exist anymore. Um, that did not last fucking long. Um, that did not last fucking long. I told Mom, I was like, I can't take these anymore. Like, they're really not working. They're doing something bad. And she flushed them. And that was, that was just my mom, man. She flushed them. And she was like, fuck those guys then. You know? And then I entered a period of exploration. Um, and this is, this is the next story in the 2014 storyline. I probably won't tell it this episode, but... Um, I will remember it. I'll make note that, you know, in the next episode to continue this, well, this new story, go down a new story. Um, but I entered the explorative 2014 days and months now. That's when shit gets really wacky. Um, and that's definitely, a, those are stories I'm definitely excited to talk about again because I haven't talked about them in so long, and um, 2014 was such an impactful, imperative year in my lore, and my story, and my development, and me becoming who I am today now. Um, so we'll definitely get in on that, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a good story out today. I mean, we established how I got sick, we established when I got sick, haven't gotten towards... I guess it's going to be like a slow burn until we're like up to date. Because I don't want to like bombard you with a four hour fucking... This episode was supposed to be 15 minutes and I'm at 40 minutes right now. So that's... The, and I haven't even brought fucking um, Alexis in here. She She's coming in at the end um, for a, a goodbye segment. Kind of like an ending segment to... Kind of like... I don't know. Whatever she has to say. Um... But I'm glad we got this established, this story is established, and now we've got momentum. So the next time, I mean, we can keep going down the timeline now. Um, starting, you know, we started in 2013, now we're in 2014. We're going to work our way up, and it's finally, like, my, 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 just my story is finally going to be here. Like, told, like, it's going to exist. Someone's going to be able to listen to it, someone else who is fucking suffering from OCD or pandas is going to hear it and be like, oh my god, I do that with doorknobs too, or I feel the same way, my skin burns like that too, you know, like, I just think this is very important, like, the foundations are very important, 
and I think we really established them well today. I know I rambled and I kind of fell off track a little while um, every now and then, but like all stories that I told and branched off into, they were all finished and completed. And, you know, this is 45 minutes of like truth now, like my truth, like this is my truth. Um, so that means a lot to me. Um, and now we're going to kind of enter like a wind down, if you will. Like I kind of want to talk about what I'm doing like daily right now. Like I'm not doing, I'm not like telling any stories because we're going to keep this timeline clean and we're going to stay in 2014. But like, so what am I doing like right now, like today? Like what's like shit that I, I'm doing right now? Like little things. And I, I actually started using this app Calm. Um, I don't know if anyone else uses Calm. It's kind of like a I don't know. It's like you kind of, you check in. Like you can like, so there's feeling checks. How are you feeling? Like feeling checks. And inside there's like a bunch of like faces and like little emojis. It's happy, excited, grateful, relaxed, content, tired, unsure, bored, anxious, angry, stressed, or sad. And then you can put that and then you can leave a, a note. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm literally, it's just air. I just have air coming up. Like, I'm not even burping. It's just air. Like, I just have air. Um, there's uh, grateful. What are you grateful for? And you, you write out more there. Um, so that's that. I'm trying to see my, um, my history, my mood check-in. So I, I just started using this on June 3rd. Um, and on June 3rd, I put... Um, oh no, that's not right. That's June 11th, my bad. So on June 11th at 2 or 3 a.m., I said I was grateful. And I said, underneath it just says, I love my wife, written. So she must have done something really special. She must have done something that made me feel really good um, to say that. And then I bombed in. I didn't do one on Friday. But Saturday, I, put, I did... Uh, Anxious, Saturday, June 13th at 4.28 a.m. Um, anxious, I am doing the best I can with what I have to work with, and yet it feels like it is not enough, as if someone is ensuring I continue to fall deeper into this distress. I hate the resentment I feel from my family. So, Saturday night was not good. Um, Sunday, 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 at 11 p.m., I put anxious, and it says, first day without herbs since I started smoking again. I don't crave or long for the THC as much as I ache to laugh and cry through music and film with my wife in that environment. She manages to make me feel loved and unburdened every day. Like perhaps I am not the exhaustive ghost that they treat me like. Um, and I put one today at 1 p.m. Oh, I, I didn't even know I did this, actually. Um... I put, slept really well last night. Temperatures were just cold enough to wrap up in a blanket, but not too hot. In defense of weighing 90 pounds, it feels really nice to wrap the entirety of my body around my wife and feel comfortable. And after a year, this air mattress is still kicking. Yeah, so I'm like super thin. We're both really thin. We only eat once a day. Um, I'll go into that on the next episode for sure. Just like, yes, I'm going to address uh, smoking and cannabis. I am going to address that shit. Um, but I use Calm, I started using Calm, like, just last week, and, I don't know, it, it, 
I'm just using it now. Like, it, it kind of works. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I can put, like, how I'm feeling. Um, I don't know. So, if, if you have anxiety or, like, OCD or mental illness or depression, um, try out Calm. Um, there's a lot of, like, shit that make it look like uh, it's... That, like, so there's a lot of paywalls, but to do what I do on it, like, the great grateful check-ins and the mood check-ins... Um, that's free, so you can just use that. Um, so, if Calm feels like sponsoring this, hey, Calm, I've been using your app for six days now, and my life is being changed. So, download Calm today. Is that good enough? Is that an ad? Calm, you feel like sponsoring me now? So, I definitely think people should check Calm out. Um... I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Um, I think we're going to bring Alexis in now and do a wrap-up. So this is the end of you and I's private time together. Um, thank you for listening. I mean, fuck. Thank you for what, like, like going out of your way to listen to this. Whether you're cooking or you're trying to go to sleep or you're driving or you're working and you got your headphones in. Whatever the case may be. Um... Thank you. Like, you don't have to fucking be here. You don't have to be hearing this story. Um, but you are. And, like, that... That's something. Like, uh, Alexis and I have no friends. Like, we just don't have any friends. Um, we, you know, so we, it's, we kind of live in our own isolated environment, you know? Like, there's... We don't have people we talk to every day. Like, it's really just her and I. Um... So if you're listening to this, I, I truly do feel like it isn't just her and I anymore. Um, and please reach out to me on Instagram at uh, Anomalevi or Tales from the Gemini World. I mean, I have access to both, and I'll always reply to whoever um, reaches out. But thank you. Like, this is the first one. This is the start of, I don't know, my story. And I'm really grateful. Um, and I hope you all are doing okay. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, drink water. Like, I'm totally not drinking water right now. Um, and I'll see you for the next episode. Well, I'll see you for the next episode, but you'll see me and Alexis at a later date of recording here in two seconds. So thank you again, truly.